You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello, I am your host, Richard Franzi, and I am so excited to be here today. We have a great show planned for you, and I'm glad you're a part of our program today. I have an amazing zero entrepreneur who we're going to be talking to for the next 20 minutes. His name is Yuri Bretchich, and his latest company is Skip Q, which we're going to talk about. So, Yuri, welcome to Critical Mass Business Talk Show. Hi, Rick. Hi, Haley. Well, I'm very glad to be here with you guys. I appreciate inviting me. So, yeah, let's start. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get this party started, as they say. You're the founder of Skip Q. So, take us back. What was your original motivation to start the company? Um, well, the idea of Skip Q came uh, kind of like in 2017, started at that time and like developing in my head um, to have like a global, to start a global company uh, with a global impact. And um, as a frequent traveler, I've noticed certain things around the world which um, to me was like, well, how can we improve that? How can we make um, uh, an access to all, um, let's say, um, airports on one single platform? Um, and, you know, consequently to travel retail stores. And uh, that's actually how it started. It was really like to make this global impact and to have this journey with people who I trust the most. So that's why there is like five of us, five co-founders, called them up, said, hey, guys, would you be interested in joining me? And so the rest, right, we are obviously already moving forward. And so, yeah, it's a pretty fun journey, fun journey. Absolutely. So what is the business model of SkipQ? Um, so business model of SkipQ is um, we have three verticals, there are train stations, airports, and downtown areas um, where you the uh, concessioners, you have vendors there present, uh, which are selling uh, different merchandise. And so uh, offer this on a single global platform for all the travelers and especially with uh, train stations, the model, their model actually changed. People just go there and spend their time. Uh, they don't necessarily go and travel by train. They just go there. It's kind of like a transformed train stations in a certain like a mall mall type of uh, things for the social gatherings. And so we said, well, how about we cross-reference like all these people who are coming, who are really traveling and spending their time. And so giving them the access to uh, to have uh, discounted prices and at the same time helping on the other side, right, um, vendors to increase their and boost their sales. Um, because, right, especially with the last two years, right, we see that significant um, lack of people going and spending money there. Um, and so um, that's definitely something which uh, we are now looking for uh, forward and uh, make a positive, definitely positive impact on one side for these uh, businesses, vendors there, right, concessioners and all that. And then on the other side, giving this um, uh, to people, to travelers, uh, explorers, right, the ability to actually having the access on one single platform versus having, you know, like... Uh, I, I don't know, let's just say three different apps when I'm traveling to Europe, let's say one for LAX, one for Frankfurt with a transit airport, and then my final destination. Well, how about I merge that all in one single platform? So so tell us what SkipQ is. Is it an app that's put correct. on? It's a okay, mobile so application. Correct. So and, it's, a, it's okay. an app that we put on our phone that aggregates correct. these. Okay. Correct. 
exactly. Um, and so, um, like like we said, yes, it's a mobile application. It gives uh, it um, it pretty much brings um, all the vendors to your fingertips, right? So mm -hmm. you have them there. You can pre-order in advance. Um, you then that means you just pick it up on the way you go, on the way you pass through the airport, or already reserve something in advance. Um, if you're at a train station or in downtown areas, right? So you're not wasting time. That's why also the name where it's coming from, skip queue, right? So you don't need to wait. Like you literally, you skip the queue, just go, right? And how did you come up with that name? Oh, how did I come up with it? I was honestly, honestly, it was not my um, uh, my idea. Um, but I would, during the brainstorming sessions with other four co-founders, um, it came up, it kind of like stuck in our heads. And then when we were creating logos and we were playing around with that, there was a, like a one particular logo which kind of like just came like really nicely together with the word. And we said, okay, I think that's it. Let's just stick with that. And, you know, here we are. Here we are. So the, the business is new. It's not your first business, but this Correct. business is is new. And so I always like to ask, what have you and your other co-founders learned in the past year or so since you started SkipQ? And have you had any major or minor, minor pivots in the business model as you've kind mm -hmm. of evolved? Mm -hmm. Well, definitely, Rick, what I would say it's two things. What I've learned on a, on a personal side is actually like with people who I used to know before from different um, from um, from different projects or we might be just friends. And all of a sudden, right, we are co-founders. So the dynamic there changed, not in a not in a bad way. Absolutely not. But there becomes like a certain different um, energy between us. And so like the uh, the sense of responsibility, like you get to know a person from a different perspective and that's great because it's always positive, at least from, I have to be so lucky that I have that um, option. And then on the other side, from the business perspective to other business, but to our business partners, sometimes I would say like what we've learned is sometimes to penetrate certain uh, certain business circles or certain areas around the world, it's extremely hard. Like you get to know, you get to know that um, different cultures around the world, they function mm -hmm. differently, what it's important, what it's not. And so it's a learning path. It's a learning curve. And so um, that was probably what I would say for sure, number one uh, thing uh, during uh, during all these, um, um, during the last like a year and a half for sure, right? How to actually get um, into a certain circles uh, around the world when uh, other business partners, right? And sometimes they are very close, very close, like it's very hard to penetrate. And then sometimes it's like, oh, you know, like, kind of like once you, uh, once you're able to uh, come through with one, kind of like you learn, oh, let's try with these guys who are new and we try to get in there. Let's try this, what we just learned. And so and it's it's an amazing it's an amazing uh, journey, no, definitely. Uh, but that would be one thing which we definitely all learned. So, so Yuri, I'm curious. With five voices in mm -hmm. the in in the room, yeah, how does that work? From awesome. a, does it? Yeah, awesome. I, I have to say, and, and I don't want to. This is not bragging, absolutely not. But I remember when I was. When just before my business exit with the first startup, I remember people who has been with the company, who have been with the company for many years, and they came to me and they said, Yure, 
please tell us where are you going? Are you opening a, another company? Because we would like to work with you again. Mm -hmm. And so there, there is a certain sense of how to deal with people and how to not to navigate because at this level you don't navigate, right? It's actually, um, you, and you also don't delegate, right? It's like, it's a sitting down or, you know, it's a conversation via Zoom or so. And um, when you are talking, when you're brainstorming, like you do challenge each other, but it's not anymore. And knowing where you say, well, and knowing when to recognize that someone else has a better idea or better angle of that challenge, how to solve it. And you do vocalize that and you said, well, you know what, Rick, you know what, Yuri, you know what, whoever else, right, John? I think that's way much better than what I thought. Let's do it this way. And so in that sense, when you have that culture, it's it becomes it becomes easier. It's not easy, but it's easier. Right. And so um and so in that sense, I would say I've never had that kind of like those issues. It's also not about me, it's not about ego, it's about a challenge. It's not about the money at the end of the day. Also, like I'm not that type of a person. For me, it's the challenge. Let's, let's do something to have a positive impact and have fun, uh, you know, during during all this time. That's And so it's not. It's not. I can say, no, it's not. I'm very lucky in that regard. So, so if I understand correctly, and if I, if I put the wrong words in your mouth or if I heard it wrong, stop me or at least correct me, that the idea was you collected these other founders by mm -hmm. your business model. So you reached out to four other individuals to create the Correct. team that is bringing skip Q to market. Yes. Did they have, do they have unique and different skills that you believe? Why, without putting words in your mouth, why did you feel you needed the other four people to help you launch this company? So uh, there are several reasons, but probably let's say like uh, two most important ones are uh, because I want, because the whole vision, the whole concept in the idea was to have a global startup. And so these people actually, one is in Toronto, one is in Moscow, uh, one is in New Delhi. So one guy is in Toronto, the other guy is in Moscow, um, another colleague of ours, she's in New Delhi. And then the fourth member, so I'm somewhere between, you know, Orange County, uh, Europe, Slovenia, right? And then the fifth member, he's actually Australia, they're like Sydney currently actually residing in New Delhi as well, but otherwise in, in Sydney. And so, right, in order to cover the entire the entire world, I did realize, well, I do need to have people present and with a different cultural background because that helps, right, to understand uh, the people. They have their own connections there. And so um, it was just very natural uh, decision. On top of that, all four of them I've met or I've been to one of them, actually, I've been uh, his, um, let's say, mentor or leader before in my first startup. And so he he actually then at some point, he said, well, you, you know what, I would like to go my own way. Sure, not a problem. We stayed in touch, like maybe once or twice a year we talked. But this time around, I said, well, you know what, I think it's time us to come together again. And so um, with each and every one of them, I had like an extremely great experience in the past. And so they you know the woman actually uh who is uh she's from new delhi like her first company she was part of the core team where they put a company on nasdaq and so i know that actually i i never i never doubt about your knowledge about your experience it was about okay how do we come like this together mm -hmm. right so actually we complement each other with with the areas of expertise with the contacts with the network we know that's what it is
and so that's why it was very yeah very easy process now like after the first call they were like you're yeah we are on like just sign us up let's do it that's fantastic uh, that's yeah. that's very interesting and you reference other businesses that you started and knowing that we were going to have you on the program today mm -hmm. uh, earlier this week i launched a linkedin poll i gotta uh -huh. look over here to read it and basically right. I, I asked my community how important is it for an entrepreneur who is starting a company to have previously started at least one successful business. And I gave them four choices ranging from okay. absolutely important to mm -hmm. not really important. And what the response is so far, and this is seen by just shy of 2000 people, the responses are heavily weighted towards not really important. And the second most popular response so far has been, and this will be up for a week, is okay. absolutely important. So the, the, the two extremes, <laughs> the right two the extremes most, exactly. But yeah. the, the majority of the responses came from not really important. What in your experience as a successful serial entrepreneur, how valuable is it to have had the experience that you've had up to this point with your launching of SkipQ? Um, I would definitely say it helps. Like it's not, um, so it definitely helps to have a previous experience because right, it's kind of like a, you learn certain things as you go and probably the first time when you were trying to establish a company, right? You learn certain things and you burned or you might made a mistake. And now this second time around or the next time around, you remember that, we remember that, right? And so you don't repeat the same mistake twice, hopefully, right? That's the whole that's the whole idea. You shouldn't, right? Well, it happens, of course it happens, but at the end of the day, you're hoping you not do the same, you're gonna repeat the same mistake twice. Um, and so in that sense, I would say it definitely helps. It's probably true that it's not really mandatory to have a previous successful, but I would then make a correlation, huh? I would make a correlation, let's say with doctors, right? Because let's say you come out of fresh from 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 university, right? You graduate, okay. Well, now you go in, right? You start seeing patients. Let's say like that, right? It's the same thing, right? Well, the first time around, right? You're unexperienced, right? So you are you are learning. Right? That's a process of learning, right? After you've seen, let's say, a thousand patients, two thousand patients with the same with the same symptoms, whatever it's that cold, whatever it might be, you're getting better. Right. Still, you can make a mistake and you uh, when you um, write a prescription or so, right, you fail to diagnose correctly, but the chances are less. And so, right, not that actually you're a serial entrepreneur with 2000 companies, because that's that triggers a different question. But right. The idea of that is how the learning path and the um, right that you learn certain things. I feel like that would be probably from my perspective, I would say. Right. It's kind of like a similar to that. Um, and so you don't want to, you, you try to avoid um, uh, certain uh, certain steps you've made, which uh, turn out not to be really great one. And, you know, doing by repeating or going into another business might be a different field a little bit, but still certain things, right, you don't. And not forget, right, um, probably as you're going, uh, as you're um, opening, establishing new companies, you're aging in between. Right. Mm. And so one of the things I would say, looking at myself back, right, um, even though it's hard to admit, but let's say when I was younger, right, I thought I know everything. Like I really, I was like, I'm the smartest <laughs> guy. Right. And that, of course, helped me out to go through the first, through the first startup. 
right? Because actually there was the energy, there was that momentum, right? But there was no no experience, lack of skill sets, um, and lack of network. Well, right through time, okay. Well, you start realizing you don't know everything. There are people who do their jobs, and actually there are professionals in other fields, and they know way much more about certain things what you think you do, even though that you maybe tested a little bit of that field during your first time, mm. but you do need to give the recognition to them in a sense, hey, you guys, you are better here. And so I need your help. And so, right, when you're younger, ah, not necessarily, right? You think you're the smartest. And so that way I would say, no, that would be a longer, uh, a long answer <laughs> to a full question. No, and, and you have that direct experience. And I think I've learned that at least one of your current co-founders is someone who you did this before with, your mentor Correct. is. So, so there is that opportunity to kind of get yeah. the band back together, or at least people that you worked with successfully in the past. One of the comments that I saw um, on the survey came from Stephanie Potick, who said, what's more important is having a community of other like-minded entrepreneurs around you to help you on your journey, which mm -hmm. I'm wondering, where do you go to get access to other entrepreneurs' insights and experiences that's helping you to kind of build your business, stay ahead of your competition, and kind of Had grow a, this? Um, yeah, um, let's say, well, probably definitely one of the areas where I'm also involved in is being a mentor and just kind of like a you know, a second pair of eyes, if I may say like that, in startup communities, and that is in Asia, in Europe. And so I I do get up, I, I feel a pulse, uh, not obviously on each and every field, but overall, right, you see actually how younger generation generations are thinking, like where certain things are going. And so that helps, that helps, right, to know, and sometimes, right, certain amazing ideas come around. And so, and so you're like, oh gosh, right? Like, look at this, uh, look at this guy or, or girl, like how do they think like their thought process? And so it helps, sometimes it helps you like also to me to, to do that a little, oh, you're a, wait a second, like go a little bit to the left or go a bit to the right, right? Don't forget about it. This is a cool thing, right? Granted, they don't have the experience, but they have, they obviously see something or feel something I, I missed or I just don't know. And so that's actually where I sometimes get certain, you know, also check, checks and, uh, and definitely ideas maybe to somehow something implement or take away from them and then, uh, and then implement in a different way to our, into our company, right? Yeah, I, I think other people's experience can be really valuable to an entrepreneur yeah. and list, but listening to them. Uh, yesterday, we had a, a edition of the Critical Mass Business Talk Show. And I had a guest, Shelly Jorgensen, and she, uh, one of the things that she said that I'm carrying forward is that she has, as an entrepreneur, she has a mantra that she lives by, which is say yes to crazy. And what that huh? means to her is when somebody presents an out of the field kind of idea, not to be negative to it, but to be Correct. open to it, which I thought say yes to crazy. Uh, it's, it's sort of something now a day later I get to bring back into our conversation. Yeah, correct. I, it's true. And actually, you know, like talking with these young startups and, you know, kids like who are trying to set up their first company, right? Like I always say it does take, let's say, 99 uh, ideas which, uh, which don't succeed, right? And then the 100 one, that one is actually the, the, the one which will go uh, 
sky it's gonna skyrocket right the reason being is actually because that 100 one will learn and will take a little bit of all those from those uh, 99 ones 99 991 um that actually it will make it right mm -hmm. because that's the that's actually what it 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 actually probably i would say it is huh it is important um so you don't shut down those nine um uh, th those uh 99 before because right if you wouldn't have those beforehand also that 101 would not succeed right and so that's why what she said like your your, your previous host right absolutely is correct right you have to say yes to a lot of things before to actually come to the right one and say okay well this one will be next google or you know whatever yeah, I build a right. unicorn. Well, yeah. I, I find too that there's only so much you can learn from planning. Mm -hmm. It's what you learn from doing that mm -hmm. gives you the feedback that allows you to pivot or modify yeah. or improve. Yeah. So, Correct. so my advice is get in the marketplace and test your ideas with right. a minimum viable product or something so that you can get that experience that will then inform the future strategy. Correct. Because so there's only so many things you can you can brainstorm until you're in the reality. Let's talk about the future with you, Yuri. Mm -hmm. What's your vision and your other founders, co-founders vision for the future of Skip Q? Take us to the to the fulfillment of the dream, if you will. <laughs> Got it. Um, well, you know what? what the, my first answer would be just like Google, right? Because we just mentioned Google, right? Um, I would say probably those guys also were not expecting that the word Google would at some point become part of our dictionary like our daily language right mm -hmm. so i'll just google it right and so if someone would ask me and to answer your question rick what is actually like this absolute dream i would say that at some point the word skip queue becomes part of our language our vocabulary uh, i just skip you bam just like i google it that would be actually let's say from the entrepreneurship the standpoint that would be actually mine. on the on the other side um it's you know what it's uh my it's interesting like it's a complete it's a completely in a non-profit world because obviously skip is for profit right but if i would have the uh the option to um let's say make enough money with skip so that would give me the ability to actually open and actually not open because actually in us that's not it doesn't exist because uh, the setup is different but uh somewhere an orphanage that was actually my from the you know, from the very uh as i was like probably already in, in 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 high school that was always something back of my mind that i would like at some point actually to us to to run and actually have it and so pretty much putting right skip queue as a source of 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 of, of income or source of money right like where we really, to have the ability to actually somewhere in the world where there is a need for that right and obviously there are countries uh where you do have that to actually finance that project. That would be actually then the final goal, right? For me. Now, the other four, it might have different different vision, right? And at that point, you know, it's not about, um, you know, they, they can, they can whatever actually they would like, they can, they can do it, right? But for me, that's my personal thing. No? Without becoming too personal here, mm -hmm. Yuri, yeah. could you, um what was or what is the motivation behind that goal of opening an orphanage is there a backstory uh, to that uh, no but I, you know what um a backstory um 
not in not from my end, but I do believe, like I strongly believe that the um, children born into the world, they don't have a choice, right? They don't choose where they are born, what they are born into, right? You're not. You just find yourself at some point, um, you know, in a in a certain in a certain environment, mm -hmm. and then you know sometimes, right? You you as a as an individual you're extremely lucky because you're born into certain privilege into certain into certain into certain uh surroundings which actually gives you the opportunity to go to to school you have the running water you have the electricity you know living today without an internet in a western civilization is like well something is wrong right ah right that there are parts of the world where there is a running water problem and so i believe actually in that sense giving them the opportunity right at least they have the opportunity to actually to learn and actually to being exposed to certain things and help them help them actually getting out of whatever their environment whatever that environment is that's that's actually what it is about right and so oh. right it would be i think it would be a way much better place the world would be in a way better place um and we wouldn't be ah looking for certain things so often as we do right so because the money is just the means you know, I would say like, you know, 200 years ago or whatever, 300 years ago, right? We didn't, have, well, there was the money, right? But let's say like more, I don't know, like a thousand years or 2000 years ago, right? Well, there was no money, right? We traded two camels for three, I don't know, for, for three chicken or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was a different, yes. we were different means. And so we as a humankind, we established, like we set up like a current, like the money as a something, as a, as a trade, as a, I mean, it's a trade option, like how we value certain things, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stay like that, mm -hmm. right? Because obviously, very, evolved. that's a very inspiring long-term vision to make a difference in the world beyond building a successful company. So, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we had a chance to spend a little bit of time, Yuri, kind of mm -hmm. appreciating where your longer-term vision is. If someone would like to connect with you directly, let's say on LinkedIn, how do they find you? And if they want to learn more about Skip Q, what would you advise them to do? Um, so easily, right? They, they just type on LinkedIn. They they type my first, my last name. Bam! I'm the only Yuri Bratkic out there. So there is no, you know, so it's going to be a unique hit. Let's put it like that. Um, the Skip Q, obviously, also the the website uh, skiptq.com. They can contact us there. Um, yeah, that would be probably the the easiest way these days, right? Because obviously everything is either on social media or, or or um, through a website, like in that sense. Um, yeah, that would be probably the easiest way. Well, I've been looking forward to having you on the program since we first met on that roundtable earlier oh, this yeah. year. So I'm glad that you were able to give us some of your busy time and share your experience. Thank you for being a friend of the program. Yeah, I appreciate Rick. Like again, uh, you and your team. Um, thank you very much. It was an it was a nice, like really fast thirty minutes. Uh, it went by extremely fast, and so yeah, I wish you guys much success as well. Um, and we hope we stay in touch. And maybe mm -hmm. next year around, you know, we kind of like have a part two. Let's say if this is part one, it's going to be part two. I'd uh, like that. We'll definitely do that. And we're going to get together on Monday. So we'll get a chance to spend a little yep. bit more time together next week. So I'd like to thank you and also our sponsor, Gottlieb, Rackman, and Reisman, as they proudly support this edition of the Critical Mass Business Talk Show. GRRPC provides legal advice and guidance on all aspects of intellectual property law, including patents, trademarks, and copyrights. If you'd like to learn more, visit their website 
GRR.com. I'd like to thank all of you that are listening to us either live or as a podcast. You're part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. This is our 1320th interview and podcast. And if you're interested in connecting with me on LinkedIn, I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi. Visit my website. It's the same thing, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we get together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Thank you.